Welcome to the Mindful Mutiny Podcast. I'm Jeremy Van Wert, CEO and transformational coach. I help professionals like you dedicate as much time to yourself as you do to your work by forming a strategic plan for your life, future, and goals. Today, I'm going to be talking about balancing professional success with life, in a, with a life that is personally enriching. And I have a confession to make. I am a recovering workaholic. And how this manifested itself in my life is that for many years, I always put my work first in the corporate world. And it was something where all the time I was constantly vigilant on the things that I needed to do for my work. I was constantly going above and beyond in every single thing. Now, the great thing about this is that I was able to attain a very high level in my profession. I was able to go to the top of an organization and lead that company for a couple of years. But the problem with it is that as I was leading this company and I was using that workaholism in order to lead it, my personal relationships fell apart, my health began to decline, and I was taking no time to live a meaningful life because my entire life was about the mission of that organization. It didn't do any good for me. Self-care for professionals is something that is talked about a great deal, but it is often neglected. And it is up to the individual to do that kind of self-care. In my coaching work, I coach clients who are consistently working on themselves with issues of burnout and stagnation and these kinds of things. These people are experiencing because of the high level that they are at. They're burning up their relationships because they're spending so much time on one part of their life, which is their profession. When they come home, they are so exhausted and they are so in need of escapism that they fall into addiction. And that can be weed. It can be alcohol. It's something that is... It's something that affects all parts of their lives. They have sleep problems. And I remember this myself, not being able to fall asleep, falling asleep for an hour and then waking up with cortisol flowing through my body. That's, that's something that I see a lot in my clients as well when they are trying to recenter their lives and get out of putting work above everything else. Procrastination, anxiety, depression, and imposter syndrome. These symptoms require practical strategies to navigate professional challenges while maintaining a healthy work equilibrium. What does this mean? These things that you're dealing with, this imposter syndrome, this depression, this anxiety, this workplace moral trauma and everything like that, navigating those things requires that you are living a life of meaning, that you seek out meaning in your life, that you're doing things outside of work that are enriching you. This is about you valuing your life as much as you value your work, which is also very important. This is about you placing a priority on your health. This is about you evaluating whether you are putting enough into your relationships. And this is about you having gratitude for the gift of your very existence. There is a pervasive issue of stress in the professional realm. Trust me, I ran a company through COVID. 
Common stressors such as deadlines, unrealistic expectations, and constant demands create a weight on your consciousness. You can actually feel it in your chest. You can feel it in your shoulders. These things are things like demanding bosses and the stress of middle management, dealing with really difficult or um, argumentative subordinates that are constantly creating the issue for documentation and confrontation. Dealing with this weight on your consciousness often creates the desire for escapism. And this is where these addictions, like what I was talking about, come into play. Things like alcoholism and your addiction to scrolling on your phone. That is also escapism. It's like time travel in your head where you are not allowing yourself to be present because it's a heck of a lot easier to be somewhere else. It's important to identify stress signs so that you can work toward a healthier life. Are you living with a constant preoccupation with your work thoughts? Is it interfering with your ability to be present in the present moment? Are you thinking about work when you're eating with your family? Are you thinking about work when you're driving, when you are out on a date? Are you not exercising? the way that you used to? Or is there a certain kind of exercise that you used to do all the time? Are you a cyclist? Are you a rower? Is there something that you used to do where you still consider yourself to be that thing, but you're not doing it? Is there a musical instrument that's been hanging on your wall that you haven't picked up in a couple of years, but you still consider yourself to be a musician? Well, right now, you're not. Your inability to be present is something that is taking its toll on relationships around you. Are you foregoing important personal projects. You've been trying to write a book for a while and you haven't been able to get to it for a couple of years. You owe it to yourself to get back into that project. Is your work, unfortunately and unintentionally, separating you from your personal values? Is it making you something that you're not? Think critically about whether that is true. That is where moral injury comes into play. Deteriorating personal relationships is the result of everything I'm talking about here. These things go beyond simple stress-reducing techniques, but techniques don't hurt, including mindfulness practices and effective time management. Now, these things, while good, can be band-aids to the bigger problem. And these things that you can do include meditating. Meditating apps are really good for this. Binaural beats are really good. If you don't know what that is, Google it, look up what these things are and put them in headphones and meditate to them. If you love exercising, go out, ride a bike, do that exercise, get outside, get the sun on your skin. Getting out into nature, we are animals. Do some forest bathing, get out and hear the the wind through the leaves in the trees, even outside your office or around your home. That sort of thing is a proven technique for reducing anxiety and putting yourself back into your body. Reorganizing your tasks with a to-do list. I use Microsoft to-do. It's a really good thing to do because when you write it on the list, you don't have to remember it. It's there until you check it off. And there's a special little ding when you do cross it off. I really do like the ding. And change your organizational pattern up from time to time. If you are feeling stagnated, go to a different place to work. 
again, these things are band-aids on the real problems. Now, the real problem is it's very difficult to navigate challenges with resilience and composure. So what we're talking about here is knowing whether you are in the right place in your life and in your career. Reward yourself for small wins like leaving your phone alone for a couple of hours and recognizing that you actually didn't need that phone in your hand that entire time because your workplace isn't going to completely fall apart without you. Look at your life in the context of what you endeavor to achieve and how far you've come. Give yourself the credit for all of the wonderful things that you have accomplished thus far and and this is the most important part. No, when you're done with a position and hopefully you're not already there by the time that you realize it, this topic, knowing when you're done with your professional position, it's an entire video on its own. And I'll make one of those in the future. But too many people stay in a position for far too long and they start mailing it in. They start experiencing more and more depression and anxiety. And then they feel trapped because they're incredibly good at it. They're getting paid a lot of money and it's effortless and they feel worthless in it. And the golden handcuffs imprison that person. No before you're burned out, when you're starting to burn out, and know when you aren't stimulated by the work that you're doing. Do yourself a favor and evaluate whether your life and career is actually working for you. And here are some things to look out for. Are you in dread on Sunday afternoons when you think about starting work again on Monday? You're burned out. Are you still in a profession that you lost passion for years ago? Why did that happen? Is it that you decided that you wanted to do something with your life and then through years and years and years of an employer overworking you in that, you've lost the spirit of who you wanted to be in that profession? You're burned out and it's time to rethink what you're doing. What is the need deep inside you that is not getting fulfilled with meaning? And how do you fill that void? Sleep. Sleep is a huge priority in your ability to function properly and get as much done as you possibly can. Examine the impact of late night work sessions, incessant emails, and looming deadlines on your sleeping patterns. Look, I know what it's like to pull an all-nighter for work. It's not a good thing to consistently do. If you are checking emails in bed, stop it. You're not going to be able to go to sleep. There is nothing in your email box that is worth reading when your head is on a pillow. Are you waking up in the middle of the night for no reason? Do you have issues with sleep apnea? If you don't know what this is, please look it up. and. Your partner is going to be somebody who can actually give you feedback on, is the snoring really bad? Are you choking in your sleep? Because if that is happening, you are going to really struggle in your ability to focus. I know what it's like to work myself beyond my health. I know what bad sleep is like 
when you are working so hard that you have stomach issues, your body hurts, your heart hurts, you have some paranoia that comes and goes, and an overarching feeling of dread, like nothing is ever actually going to get done. That is directly aligned with the quality of sleep that you're getting. Your sleep is critical for your overall well-being and productivity because without sleep, you aren't as productive as you think you are. If you need to take a little bit of melatonin, a light sleep aid to get to sleep, it's not a terrible thing to think about doing. Set up a bedtime and keep it. If work is eating your sleep, you really need to evaluate whether or not you are in the right position in your life because quality sleep is the root of mental clarity, focus, and robust professional performance. It's also important to address addiction in the professional sphere. Addiction is not limited to substances, but it can also be work-related dependencies. Are you dependent upon all of the tools that you're using to get your work done? Are you constantly checking these things? Are you also engaging at home in something called escapism? Because we think of addiction in terms of bad drugs like heroin and methamphetamine and alcohol and these sorts of things, but escapism is at the core of that. So are you using other things that may not be substances to escape, like scrolling on your phone, like doom scrolling? That sort of thing is taking you out of the present moment. It's like a form of of daydreaming on steroids, if you will. It's about you escaping the present moment, escaping any form of being present in the moment. That means being present with your relationships, the people around you, and being present with how you're doing with yourself. Addiction impacts your mental health through irritability, depression, anxiety, declining relationship quality, and isolation. If you're struggling with addiction, it is absolutely critical to get help because you're not hiding it as good as you think you're hiding it. Help has never been easier to obtain. Drinking at home and being sober at work is killing your family. Online addiction support groups are abundant. These addiction support groups, you can find them obviously online, but they're also in your community or just outside of your community. Do yourself and all of your relationships a favor and your career and deal with any addictions that you have to substances or codependence. Evaluate whether you're losing touch with friends and loved ones due to work. Have you noticed that you're doing that? Does work come before anything else? Does work crowd out engagement with your friends and family? Do you avoid getting back to people because of your work stress? Are you unable to fully engage with others in your personal life authentically because you are constantly in your work mind? Explore effective strategies to strengthen relationships both at home and in your workplace. Explore limits to your work encroachment on your life, both mentally and in the tangible ways that work tends to encroach upon your life. Increase your self-discipline in this. It's very important that you do that because you're the only one with the power to set those limits. Carve out uncompromised you time. 
Create a supportive network that bolsters professional and personal growth. You are the collective consciousness of the top five people that you spend your time with. I need to say that again. You are the collective consciousness of the top five people that you spend your time with. So select high vibe people to be around. These are the ways that you know that people are high vibe for you. They are loyal, creative, supportive, productive, encouraging, and they are not competitive with you. Healthy relationships and overall well-being are absolutely inseparable things. You need relationships before you need financial and title-related success. Otherwise, you really truly are alone. Because all of that stuff, that financial success and your title, it can end in a second. But your relationships are the things that will carry you to whatever it is that comes next. Those relationships are incredibly important. If you are closer to colleagues than friends and families, are you happier for it? The importance of achieving a better work-life balance will not come at the expense of your success. Your life is a garden where an entire ecosystem must exist. Your life will increase in richness through a greater investment in your wellness and in your spirituality. Spirituality is a part of life that often gets neglected at your own risk. Feeding your spirit in positive ways is a proven way to reduce depression and success. Spirituality includes meditation, mindfulness, prayer, and engaging with your community. Spirituality and perspective in life. They go hand in hand. Spirituality is a transformative power that provides purpose and fulfillment in the professional and the personal journey. Self-care is a necessity, not a luxury. It is an investment in your mental health and overall happiness. Get out of town more. Get into nature more. Meditate more. Laugh more. Make sure that you like and subscribe to the Mindful Mutiny podcast. There is so much about your life journey left to discuss. I want to bring this kind of content to you and you subscribing and making a comment actually really helps get there. In conclusion to all of this, the big things in your life need to be foundational to you. Where are you going? What are you doing? What is your mission? What are your goals? What are you doing to attain those goals? And is your current position, maybe even even pays well, getting in the way of you being who you want to be? So be the greatest that you can be. Put your self-care back in as a most important thing that you can do because your relationships will benefit from them. Now, go be something great.